going on, everybody? Alongside special guest Wavy Davey of the Mush Bros, it's Jay Sandin here for another edition of the GBI Show. It's Gridiron Betting Insights here from ATS. Wavy Davey, how are you doing tonight? Jay, I am great. Thank you for having me. We had we did this a couple months ago. Uh, had a blast. Really had fun with it. And uh, and now we're it's Super Wild Card Weekend, and my team's in it. I don't know. I don't know about yours. I think yours needs a new coach, but uh, we'll save that chat for later. Wavy Davy, I simply cannot relate to cheering for a playoff football team. We'll get to that in a little bit. First, a little bit of inside baseball. You mentioned we did the show earlier in the season, and what happened was uh, I was doing the show from a different location at that time, and we started getting reviews on the podcast feed that said, "Just fix the internet. The host internet is trash. Like the show is good, but the internet is terrible." So I had to go and go all over my little compound here and find a place where I could do this show without me cutting out all the time and completely leaving you, my fan, my fantastic guests out to dry. So we spent the whole rest of the season doing that. Everything's working now and we can finally have you back. And I'm really excited. Yeah. About it. it look, looks like you got, you got uh, some rich mahogany down there. Oh yeah. Oh, only the finest, only the finest wavy Davy. If you're watching I'm, the uh... show. I'm in I'm in the, the basement. This is like the last vestiges of a man cave. Um, you know, we have two girls and like they just I mean, when we moved in, we're like man cave so cool. And now like it's just torn to shit with just princess stuff. And like so I got I got these two frames. I got a Phillies dartboard and like that's about it. They, and we'll, they we'll get to your Philly sports fandom here in a little bit. And I'll, I'm going to try and be civil today because they actually win football games. And yeah, my favorite yeah, football team. Some crow, my guy. It's going to happen. It'll happen later in the show. Everybody stay tuned. Uh, but before yeah. we get to that, folks, uh, we're going to get to our recap of the regular season. Uh, Wavy Davy did some pools, some survivors, some stuff like that. We will talk to him about that. I will recap my preseason bets that I gave out before the year which went a lot better than the single game bets, by the way. So uh, you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of Joe Judge, and then we will get to the six super wild card weekend games. But first, a little bit of housekeeping. Go to ats.io slash GBI. Get exclusive sportsbook offers all around the United States. we got Sports Illustrated. There's Caesars, Bet Rivers, uh, some of the ones that are available in New York that I just mentioned. You do not want to miss it. ats.io slash GBI. Now, Wavy Davy. I want to start out with you and your regular season in the NFL because I didn't know this going into when we started doing this show, just how good at this you were. I knew you were good at it. I didn't know you were this good at it. Another 60% season? Yeah, thank you. Um, look, I mean, we at the end of the day, we try to, to give predictions with edges and, and where we can, but, like, we can't control it. So – um, it was a nice season. We've had a couple of nice seasons. We've had a lot of nice seasons. Um, but you know, the games still have to, to break our way. Um, but certainly happy with how it turned out and, you know, not, not just giving winners, like we're just trying to give insight into how markets work and when you should bet and what you should bet, um, and bankroll and, and all of it, because there's so much new money in the market. And these regulated books, you know, in your state, you're up now, like these regulated books, it is just a feeding frenzy to get dumb betters in on on their on their role. So um, hopefully we can do a little bit to, on the education piece, not just uh, giving winners. 
Absolutely. I was going to say I'm, that basketball is where I'm better at that. Basketball and tennis is where I'm better at that. So I'm going to leave a lot of that expertise <sighs> up to you today to do some of that heavy lifting. I got to uh, say, I told you offline that? too, but get, getting this uh, Aussie preview in Denver Post, that's that's legit, man. Congratulations. Thank you, man. We're having fun out there. I can't tennis wait. Bets. I cannot wait for the Australian Open. You're going to want to check out ATS.io for, uh, for a little bit more in-depth preview. I'm going to have some pre-tournament bets up there as well, but I do appreciate that. Now, I want to talk to you also about uh, some of the contests you did because you actually did some of the Vegas contests, which, as you know, uh, costs a pretty penny to get into. I want to hear a little bit about your uh, your season and those as well. Yeah, so we did. It was my first time in the Circa Millions um, contest. Uh, I joined up with a, a buddy who really got me, brought me into this racket, uh, living in the same fraternity house in college. He's a couple years older than me. And, uh, you know, we just stayed close friends ever since. He's the one that got screwed by uh, a guy who's, uh, I don't know if you if you heard this story, but I tweeted a little bit about it. He doesn't want me to tweet everything. But, you know, he has a bunch of outs, right? He has a ton of different accounts, ton of different books. And he banged this new bookie that was a referral from a friend. He went like seven and zero oh for fourteen grand in the first night, and this book, this bookie was like, "Yeah, he's a sharp, he's a sharp account. Should have told me. I'm not, I'm not going to pay him. I don't deal with that." And uh, so they're still figuring it out. But anyway, he uh, got me into the circuit contest, which we share. He finished like twentieth uh, last year. Um, and got to go out to Vegas and meet Derek, Derek uh, Stevens and um, get a big fat check. It's really cool. So uh, we started out great. I think we finished like 48 and 42. But, you know, there's strategy involved. So, you know, midway through the season, if you need to catch up, you got to go contrarian. So you look at the card, you know, give me the five ugliest, you know, dogs out there. So um, it was fine. I mean, it's hard. The the Guys who win are going like 22 and three a quarter. It's just outrageous. Yeah, it's one of those where uh, I went to Vegas in, I don't remember if it was August or July. I don't remember which one because that's how much I drank while I was out there. And all I saw were signs for the for the Circa and all that fun stuff. And the real saving grace during that trip was my wife because with her there, I was not going to try and seek this place out and drop a ton of money on it. No, I was content with my little $100 WNBA bets, you know, paying for our drinks every day instead. Yeah. So big shout out to her because I would not have even done half as well as you, let alone the folks I think I out failed there. one of those. <laughs> oh, the WNBA bets? Yeah. Uh, listen, it was a good trip. It was like a three-in-one Vegas trip. It was good enough for me, you know, paid for the drinks. <laughs> but uh, seriously, I, I have a ton of respect for, A, just putting yourself out there to do the contest and then actually doing it respectively. There's a, that is not easy to do, so I give you kudos for that for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Now, my season was a lot less impressive in the NFL. Um, oh, goodness. I, I think I bailed at like four and five, like officially. I think after the Bengals missed like 40 field goals against the Packers, I was like, I've had enough. I've just, I'm, I'm absolutely well, fed up. That game. Whew. And then, yeah, all throughout the season, every, every pick I had, I think there was one week where I had the Bengals against the Niners and the Bills against the Bucks and lost in overtimes simultaneously. I was at a wedding and lost the overtimes at the same time during like a wedding dinner for my cousin. And I was like, all right, this is a fun sport to bet on. This is great. I've had enough. <laughs> 
but the preseason bets, Wavy Davy, they were pretty good. We made 15 of them in total, and uh, they went surprisingly well. We had a few losses. Steelers at five to one to win the division, not terrible. I mean, they were in the they were in the conversation. It didn't pan out. Pats under nine and a half wins. Broncos over eight and a half. That was that was almost there. Didn't quite get there. Josh Allen and uh, Kyle Pitts to win their respective awards, the MVP and the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Those were the losers, Wavy Davy. No, but it got it gets better. It gets better. The winners: Packers to win the AFC North. That came in easy. Browns under ten and a half wins. I looked real smart with that one. Baker Mayfield, not the guy. He's not, not the, the guy. guy. Cowboys to win the NFC East at plus one fifty. Count it. Giants under seven wins plus one ten. That was the easiest money in the history of the world, my man. And that's that's coming from a Giants fan. I knew it going right in. And we'll talk about Joe Judge in a second, but uh, that was a W. Rams to win the NFC West. Count it, plus 200. Chiefs under 12 and a half wins. I said we did halfway through the season, like a progress report on these, and they had lost four games at the time. And I said they'd have to win out in order for the under to not hit. I don't think that's going to happen. They ended up winning like eight straight. I was sweating with two weeks to go, but uh, the Bengals did bail me out there. And then uh, the Titans to win the AFC South, the minus 115. Those came in. We had a couple of pushes. Uh, Bill's season win total right at 11. And the Saints at uh, 9. Had Jameis been there for the whole season, that probably comes in as well. Uh, We have one pending. It is the Rams NFC champs at plus 750. So uh, good job by me. Not during the full season, but uh, during the preseason, we did okay. So you you had a ton of, you know, pre-flop season-long bets, but then you don't really – you didn't dabble much – on individual games. Is that like a typical strategy or is that just how it shook out this year? No, I was just doing really bad at adjusting during the season. And I just, I was like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to screw it up. (laughs) But I mean that like having that discipline and like, I mean, that is huge. Like a couple of my couple buddies will like make fun of me because I'll post a lean or something, but I won't play it. And it's like, you know, having that discipline is going to set you apart and just, just not betting. Like if you, if you don't, it's okay. There's going to be more games. Like you don't have to play it. And that's how, that's how, you know, you, you bust out. And, you know, everybody, everybody has their sports that they're better with sports that they're worse with the NFL, admittedly, not my greatest strength. I sadly, the market for a WNBA themed podcast, not quite as strong as the NFL. So here I am doing an NFL show. But, uh, you know, if you have anybody is out there looking for a WNBA podcast, please feel free. Uh, my DMs are open. We can figure that out. Yeah. Maybe but, um, uh, maybe if they get a team here in Philly, people are oh groundswell for it. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because they're tired of uh, they're tired of uh, the Sixers letting them down all the time. They want maybe a chance at a winning basketball team for once. Okay. I got to get it in before they win something. I got to do it. Yeah. Now, Wavy Davey, before we get to the playoff games, uh, I do want to give you the chance to uh, make fun of me, a Giants fan, for uh, the last few weeks of the season and then what's been going on lately with uh, the whole will they or won't they with Joe Judge finally getting rid of him. Yeah, I mean, as you know, in your experience, Philadelphia fans are all class. So I'm <laughs> going to take I'm going to take the high road here. Um and it would just, it's beneath me to shit on you and talk about what a crumb bum Joe Judge is and just how pathetic the whole operation is. Um, 
and all the crap he talked last year um, to giving out free medium sodas at the game for fan appreciation. I have a buddy who works at the Giants. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Because um, obviously it's it's rough. I feel for people inside that organization. I mean, it's, it is brutal. And it's been brutal. Do you know they haven't had a uh, – haven't – had a over 500 they haven't been over 500 at any point in any time in the last five seasons i do i mean so um i'm not going to do much grave dancing but you know if you drop a guantanamo bay eagles reference i'm going to pull like a jim everett on jim rome and just come right through the computer at your ass I mean, it's going to happen when we talk Eagles books. It's, it's, that's, that's the lock of the weekend, folks, in the NFL, is me dropping yeah. Guantanamo Bay on an Eagles yeah. Bucks preview. Here's what I'll say about Joe Judge and the Giants. First of all, I'm thrilled that him and Gettleman are gone. Uh, in defense of the medium soda thing, if you've ever been to MetLife Stadium, you know that a medium soda costs roughly a mortgage payment. So uh, I actually thought that was a very nice gesture of the Giants, if I'm being completely honest with you. Could have thrown in some tendies or something like that, you know, as a big fella. That would have been nice, but right. either way, uh, you know, I'm just I'm uh, the problem here is despite the relief that Joe Judge is going away, I'm just afraid of what the Giants are going to do now that they're gone. I'm afraid of who they're going to hire as the GM. I, I know that certain coaches aren't going to get a real chance with them for different reasons because they're either too good or uh, they just don't kind of fit the marrow mold. And I'm just I'm petrified of what they're going to do next. Can't wait to see. I want like Bienemy or Flores, but I know I'm going to get stuck with. They're either going to do something ridiculous, like bring in like a Harbaugh, or uh, it's just going to be like just some kind of mid grade, like a Pat Shermer level guy. If you, um... I know it's New York, but Harbaugh is not leaving Michigan to go to the New York Giants. What do they got? What do they no, got? Well, he's, he's got the perfect situation right now. All you have to do is get near the playoff. You don't have to ever win a playoff game, and you're going to be a hero there. So I think that's right. That's absolutely but, right. But, I mean, he did, you know, are they going to beat the Georges and Alabamas while he's there? I mean, that was – I think an NFL gig could be in the offing for Harbaugh, but he's not taking the Giants, man. No, I, I don't want him to. So that's that's good. But I know I know no matter who they take, it's not going to be any of the guys I actually want them to take. It's going to be a disaster or they're going to end up with like Cully or something like that. It's going to be it's just going to be disappointing no matter what Poor happens. Cully, man. Poor he did. Okay. I mean, he got four wins with the Texans. I think he deserves a coach of the year vote or two, if I'm being he honest. Was just a, he was just a sacrificial lamb. I think it was probably always going to be a one and done situation. And maybe he had an inkling of that. But I mean, they played. They didn't quit. They played hard for him, and that's all That's all you can ask of a guy like that in that situation. Well, and, you know, you're trotting Davis Mills out there for half the season. What do you want the guy to do? That's such a long – he's got a longer neck than Mike Glennon. You ever notice that? That's an accomplishment. His neck is just wild. Yikes. Um, yeah, Mike Glennon's got one for sure. <laughs> I'm just looking at college hoop scores right now. No action here, but Washington State – I'm in like this fantasy league where like I have I have interest in Washington State basketball. Second halves, they get killed. Their coach, I mean, they blow 15 point leads every game. Hmm. They're up nine at half, hosting Stanford, getting outscored 28 to seven in the second half. Just ridiculous. So. Uh my big Washington State basketball experience uh, stems from me saying Clay Thompson was uh, not a good pick by the Golden State Warriors. That was <laughs> 
that was one that aged. I was like in college then, so I can yeah. you know, I can use that as an excuse. But one of my we many it, very man. bad takes. Very we're, bad we're takes. Wrong. We're wrong a lot. It's okay to be wrong. Just own it. Yeah, like 46, 47% of the time. And that's that's if you're doing okay. <laughs> Speaking right, of bad let's, takes, let's yeah. get into the playoffs, and let's start with let's the Cincinnati it. Bengals. Uh, one of my worst takes of all time, that uh, Joe Burrow was going to go down as a bust when his career was over. Uh, I would vote for him for MVP this year. So that's how that's going. Uh, Raiders, five-point dogs at the Bengals. Total 48-and-a-half. It is the early Saturday game, Wavy Davy. What do you think? Yeah, you knew as soon as you knew the Bengals were just going to get that 430. It's just a classic slot. <laughs> Texans used to be in it every year. Um, I got to give props to the Raiders, man. I mean, they have had tragedy. They have had Gruden's situation. Um, they have had another guy, another cornerback, like left the team a week later because he was like on Instagram Live, like talking about killing somebody. I mean, so, I mean, Derek Carr, coaching staff, you got to give them a lot of props. Um, they have played the Bengals before in Vegas. 32 to 13 was not at the score. The stats did not indicate the final score. Um, thought it was too many points. I uh, was going to hit Raiders Sunday night. I just have a hard time getting past this spot. Um, and looking at the Raiders' kind of Jekyll and Hyde offensive performances. Um, but I did make a play in this one. I bet under 49 and a half. Um, I think we're going to see that trickle down a little bit. For me, I get interested in a, uh, with totals and an under when, you know, both defensive lines, not rocket science, but, you know, can you get to the quarterback without blitzing? Joe Burrow is the best against the blitz. Um, He's not very good otherwise. He's pretty average otherwise. If you look at the numbers, I think Max Crosby can wreck the game. The other side, this guy Hendrickson, who came over from the Saints to Cincinnati, has been an absolute beast. I think he has sacks in seven straight games. Um, throw in the atmosphere, the cold weather, um, maybe some trepidation early. I mean, I think it sets up for, uh, for a pretty nice under, a surprisingly high number. I would play it down to 48. I uh I think I'm feeling pretty chalky about this game, Wavy Davy. This is uh this is a game where I think that everybody is kind of reacting to what we saw from the Raiders offensively last week against the Chargers. Very competitive game, put up a lot of points. Everybody was disappointed that there wasn't the tie, of course, but that's a different story. Um, you got to look at that Chargers defense, though. I mean, they were like a bottom five scoring defense in the NFL last season. Outside of that, I mean, the Raiders went on a streak where they hadn't broken 20 in like a month and a half outside of playing a bottom five defense in the San, um, San Diego Chargers. Listen to me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think that we see them come back down to earth in this game. Not that Cincinnati's, you know, a steel curtain or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, they're a middle-of-the-road defense, and I think at this point that's really all it takes to slow down Derek Carr and the Raiders at this point in time. Are you, um, are you expecting much from Waller? It's hard to tell. I mean, he just hasn't been on the field very much. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, he might get a little bit in, but I think that if he does, it's also a factor of the Raiders are so kind of deficient at the receiver position that, you know, the action's got to go to somebody. But, you know, Zay Jones is running deep routes that Carr can't hit him on and things like that. I just think, I don't think that the Raiders passing offense scares me one bit in this game. Uh, 
I mean, I I would take the points if I had to, but now it's coming down a bit, four and a half, five. I, I, I don't love the Bengals, but we do like the under. Nice. Yeah, I think to your point, what was Burroughs sacked, what, 51 times in the regular season? That's ridiculous. He, yeah. People are people are handing Rodgers the MVP award, and I get it. He's Aaron Rodgers. But, man, Burrow was sacked more than twice as much and is beating him in most statistical categories. I'm just putting it out there. And he's vaccinated, I, I think. so. Oh, oh, God, he's vaccinated too. He's got him beaten in the jab department, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What was I calling Rodgers? Uh, Mon- Monoclony Romo. That was what I was calling uh, Aaron Rodgers the other <laughs> nice. day. We'll see if he can get through uh, next week. But first, we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about uh, Patriots Bills next, Wavy Davy. Patriots, a four-point dog now. Opened around four and a half, total 44. This is a Saturday night <laughs> game. And it's uh, kind of the rubber match, right? These teams, uh, they met twice earlier in the season. They split those games with the road team winning each time. The third game in seven weeks, right? Um, and again, I was re-watching some, some – film of the game in new england and i mean you could say that the bills you know caught some luck i was looking at some numbers mac jones had two turnovers uh josh allen had two turnover worthy plays that i think pats dropped a pick six when it was 26 21 in the fourth quarter um it's going to be very cold saturday night i took a slice of pats plus four and a half when it came out it was just a numbers grab. I, I thought this would come down to sort of three and a half. Um, that's what I have it at. So um, not a huge play, but um, I do have some Pats plus four and a half. Josh Allen has not been that great. He really hasn't. And in the cold weather, he hasn't been that great. I think a lot of people like that first game are going to be loading up on Josh Allen uh, rushing props. Uh, but we've seen Singletary come on a bit. Um I do have some concerns about Mac Jones. They need to get into a positive game script. They're terrific in the red zone. Um, but if they just hang in there early, the Bills are they have Super Bowl aspirations, right? If they hang in this thing early, the tighter, the tighter the Bills get. I mean, we saw it. I was on the Colts last year at Buffalo in the playoffs, and Colts should have won. Um, so I have a small position on the Pats. Should be a fun game. I am trusting in Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, I lean toward the Pats as well. Um, I just think that this is kind of a closer matchup than a lot of people want to think. You know, people think that the Bills they have a high flying offense, whereas the Patriots don't. But it works out to where the strength of the Patriots' offense is with the running game, and kind of the weakness of the Bills' defense is their run defense, at least relative to their pass D. I think we're going to see them keep it on the ground a lot. It's not going to be you know a three pass attempt day for Mac Jones like we saw the first time around. But uh, to your point, yeah, the weather, it's supposed to be cold. And I also uh, I was watching the uh, the upstate New York television here. Uh, gusts of wind also expected to be in the equation as well. That was exactly what helped the Patriots get through them the first time. I think yeah. that's a little bit dangerous. Um, I, also, I mean, you just got to give New England credit. They've won six out of eight on the road this season. Yeah, a great road team. And and I I, I will root for a Bills by a field goal. I have a lot of friends having gone to Syracuse. I have a bunch of friends in that Rochester, Buffalo area, and they are salt of the earth people who just want to jump through some tables and watch the Bills bring home a Super Bowl. So um, it would be nice to see them have some success. It's funny because I have friends from Long Island and out there near Syracuse who are Bills fans. Nothing in the middle, but uh, 
Long Syracuse Island. And Long, yeah, Long Island. Uh, New York City police officer and his son. Big, uh, big Buffalo Bills fans. I don't know how. They're not from the western part of New York. They've been down in Long Island their whole lives, but somehow they ended up with the Bills. And uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be tight, and I think the coaching mismatch and the ability for Belichick to strategize a way to take away Stefan Diggs could very well be the difference there. Yeah, and McDonough, or uh, McDonough. Um, McDermott. McDermott, yes. McDermott, he, he, they get so conservative. And I don't know if so many of these coaches, and, and Staley's on the opposite end of that, but so many of these coaches get so conservative. And we've seen in McDermott, we've seen it bite them in the ass a couple of times. And it's like the scepter of Bill Belichick kind of like jams them up. And um, I'm hoping it does tomorrow night. You know, and it's interesting, this season, just watching a lot of Bills football because they make it onto CBS locally here a lot, being in the Albany region, um, they struggle in the red zone more than they should. They have a lot of ways to score the ball, but they don't have the threat to run it. So teams know they can sit back and defend the pass and also watch Josh Allen to run. But that Singletary, Mm -hmm. and it was previously Moss, not that big a deal down in there. And I think that, I mean, if any team is going to take advantage of that, it's going to be New England, just like they did at the end of that Monday night game when the Bills just kept getting into the red zone but couldn't convert on fourth downs down near the 20. Yeah, and their last three cupcakes, home Panthers, home Falcons, home Jets, those teams were in it the whole way. And yeah, those last two were not easy by any stretch. They go for covers, man. They go for covers, and they uh, and they get it in the last minute in all these games. Yeah, it was two fourth quarter touchdowns last week to uh, to help them against the Jets. It was a three point game going into the fourth quarter against Zach Wilson. That does not bode well against the uh, Bill Belichick coach team. That's all I'm going to say. Now I'm obligated. We have to talk about it. Here we go. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eagles around an eight and a half point dog, total 46. Wavy Davy, this is your team. This is your city. Uh, you have the floor. Please tell me what you think about this game. So, um, one of my buddies tweeted, like, when are we going to talk ourselves into an Eagles win? Like, what day of the week? Um, and, like, I'm kind of getting there and I'm trying to keep the bias out of it. So, look, Jay, this comes down to do you believe that the Eagles are fraudulent don't beat anyone good just beat the shitty teams on their schedule or do you believe like i tend to that they really found something and it took fans booing the shit out of nick sirianni to turn them into the number one rushing offense in the nfl it's amazing true philadelphia story um i mean that scheme jeff stoutland the offensive line i mean it's just it's unbelievable it doesn't matter who's in there. They had practice squad guys up. And if you look at the Bucks, you know, they were this vaunted rush defense. They've come back to the pack big time. Levante David missed time. He is sort of up in the air. I mean, he might play, but is he going to be 100%? They're going to get Shaq Barrett back. Um, but I think they can be run on. And then you throw in the weather element. Um, look, the, I mean, the Bucs are the champs. The line is sitting at eight and a half. Like, you don't think every everybody who bets teasers is going to tease the Bucs down to under three? 
So, I mean, it's just sitting out there. The books are, are taking it, right? So, I mean, why isn't this thing at nine? So, um, I haven't bet it. It's, it's Eagles or pass. Um, I don't think they're going to win the game. I think they have a great chance to hang in there. Um, you know, you're without Godwin. You're without AB. Fournette's not going to be 100%. Gronk is, could have a field day. Slay locks down Evans. Um, you get some pressure. You muck up the game, and you never know. All right, so I'm going to answer your first question of uh, when can we start talking ourselves into an Eagles win? I'm not going to answer with what day. I'm going to answer with what month, and the month is uh, Neverwary. That's uh, that is when we can talk ourselves into an Eagles win. Oh, oh man, it's Neverwary. But uh, <laughs> but I do think that the Eagles cover this game. I'm going to be completely fair. Uh, I think that the Guantanamo Bay Birds are going to cover this game, and I think that their running game is, of course, the reason why. They're going to be able to limit the number of possessions in this game. And it's not just that they run it up the middle or anything like that. It's that they can run the ball in so many different ways, right? It's the fact that they can get hurts on read options and things like that. A lot of misdirection, which is how you need to play this Tampa Bay team. You're not just going to be able to run it right up the gun on them. Although, to your point, Tampa Bay, they've fallen back to, what, 13th in the league in yards per carry allowed this season. Not exactly what we thought they would be. But I think it's going to be a game where time of possession is going to favor the Eagles, and I think that that kind of limits you to somewhere around at most the seven-point margin. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun, and I'm curious to see just how windy and rainy it is. Um, Josh Sweat has a mysterious illness. I don't know if it's COVID or what, but his absence would be pretty big. He's been awesome for them. Um, obviously massive game for Fletcher Cox, um, but they weren't supposed to be here and they, they made a, a kind of a fun run and got some help along the way to make it happen. And, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I really don't. I mean, I could no. see them, I could see them giving up a late score to lose by 10, but, um, like I said, it'll be, um, it'll be Eagles or pass for me in that game. By the way, these teams are separated by a, a tenth of a yard per attempt uh, throwing the football this season. Not what you would expect when you're dealing with Tom Brady and uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and the Bucks. D, I mean, everyone talks about the Eagles rushing offense, and I think they'll be able to run it effectively. But we've seen how you beat the Bucks, and it's attacking, you know, those corners. I mean, um, Devin White, you know, not a good uh, – well, he's not a good run uh, – run defender. Then on the other side, you've got Goddard, who um, has been huge for them. Um, so I think they're going to have to throw it if, uh, if they want to win. Uh, what is your reaction to uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? I read him, uh, him being on injured reserve. Positive or negative for the Eagles? Um, look, I'm not going to pile on. What we saw that drop against the Cowboys was, I mean, it was inexplicable. Like my six-year-old nephew literally could have caught that he could have caught it and uh i mean he's got to be embarrassed but to his credit he busts his ass in other ways and uh you know they say he's a good good blocker he had like three pass interference penalties i think in that game too but uh don't let the door kick you in the ass man man it's it's amazing what uh losing on purpose at the last week of a season can do for a team the eagles they do that last year and here they are in the postseason it's amazing how that works yeah. out huh? here the giants are coachless rudderless just an embarrassment at least 
they let Dave Gettleman retire with grace. Dignity. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. They should have thrown him out. They should have thrown yeah. his stuff out right behind him. And given him a medium Coca-Cola on the way. Oh, my God. Embarrassing. Embarrass but I'm glad that the Eagles at least did stay on brand and uh, tank this final week of the regular season as well. That was good. At yeah. least they, they're very consistent as a franchise with sure their was. disdain of the final week. All right, let's move on now to a team that we both really don't like, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they are three-point favorites against the 49ers. Total 50 and a half. This is the Sunday 430 game. I also believe, Wavy Davy, that it is the Nickelodeon game. My daughters are going to be psyched. They will actually watch football for at least 15 minutes this time around. Uh, what do you think of this game? Is it really the Nickelodeon game? I believe that this is the Nickelodeon game. I, I think it's, yeah. uh, it's like the CBS, Amazon, Nickelodeon trio. Yeah, nice. Good for them. Um, I think the number is right. Like I've heard a lot of people, you know, say the number is wrong and flocking to the Niners. I think the number is right. I think it's going to be a fun game. Could be a whoever has the ball last kind of wins it. Um, you know, you're waiting for Dak to take that next step. Jimmy G has been there, but he's been, he's been rough. I mean, he had the thumb injury. That last drive against the Rams was incredible. I mean, that was amazing. Saved their season. I don't know how he did it. It allowed me to win this pool amongst my friends, uh, which I appreciated. Um, but the Niners are very physical. And we saw the Cowboys, you go up against a physical team. I mean, they can be knocked around a little bit. So I have some concerns there. Um but I think, I mean, I tweeted this morning, like literally everyone, you listening to the gambling pods, like everyone is uh, loving the Niners. And, you know, as well as I do, you know, when a public dog gets too much sentiment, um, usually not a great sign. But the Niners are certainly live in this game. I think this is a put up or shut up for Dallas. Um and I mean, San Francisco's getting some guys healthy. They can still, they still have some issues in the secondary. Um, I think the Cowboys will win. I probably won't have a bet in the game. I love hearing that uh, the wrong team is favored or the line is bad in the NFL where there are at most 16 games a week on the schedule. It's not like the NBA yeah. where you're dealing with, you know, 10 games a night, seven games a night. <laughs> There are 16 games at most on the schedule. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Vegas odds makers and all these people in Costa Rica and all over the world, I'm going to say they have a better idea of what the line should be than me sitting there with an Excel spreadsheet and a four <laughs> yeah. loco to sedate an elephant. Do, I just do, don't do, think. Just crunching. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know better than those guys. Recalibrating. Uh, and especially in a league where you have so much nonsense happening, you know, oh yeah, it's the wrong number because a 70 yard pass interference happened. Like, come on. Yeah. It's the NFL, man. As far as this game itself goes, I lean toward the Cowboys. I'm going to be honest. These last three games, I, I am just not enthused about betting them because I think that they're super tight to the number. And I think that this one is no exception. Both these teams move the ball so well. The Niners tied for first in the league in yards per play. Dallas tied for third. Everybody, of course, knows that the Dallas offense is very explosive. I don't think that they've given enough credit to just how good the Niners are offensively. I love what they can do with Debo Samuel, how many different ways they can get him involved to keep defenses off balance. 
I think that this is a field goal game either way. I would lean toward the Cowboys by virtue of them being 13-4 and four against the spread this season, despite every Tom, Dick, and Harry, as you would say, uh, rushing to bet the Cowboys every week. But other than that, I mean, I really don't feel strongly. They have been an ATS beast for sure. I mean, I I agree. And, like, you don't have to bet all these games, right? Like, if you don't see an edge, like, don't bet it. Like, I lean Cowboys. I think could Dak make – could Dak make the critical error? Sure. Uh, could Jimmy G? Absolutely. So it's going to come down to a big play late. I don't see either team getting blown out. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, though. It's it's one of those where people feel compelled, especially during the playoffs, where it's all standalone games. They have to get involved in each one. Guys, just watch them. They're going to be really good. You can just, like, hang out and have a beer if you want. It's, it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Steelers and Chiefs, Sunday night, Wavy Davy. The Steelers, 12.5-point underdogs. That number started, I think, 13.5. Total 46. Of course, the Chiefs just beat the brakes off the Steelers earlier in the season. Do you think they do it again, or do you think we see a closer game this time around? The freaking Steelers. I was on the Ravens uh, Sunday, and I love to back the Steelers in a rah-rah Mike Tomlin underdog spot. Uh, but I thought it was great for great spot for the Ravens. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, they also look like they're a public dog as well. I just don't know how they're going to score. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown against the Ravens until like a couple minutes left, two minutes left in the game. I mean, and that was with beat up guys in the secondary. And so um, I don't see a reason why the Chiefs, wouldn't do it again. I mean, I think they were shorthanded because of COVID and that line was from like eight to 10. I think it closed, like maybe it closed eight and a half or maybe it was eight and a half early in the week. And then Kelsey was in, they put it to 10. I don't know. But, um, you know, I love to back a dog. I would need, I would need 14 at least to consider Pittsburgh. Um, so I think the chiefs kind of stifle Ben and it's going to be ugly and uh, the Steelers on defense, are, they, I mean, they play well. I mean, T.J. Watt's incredible. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's the Chiefs. They always find a way to put up points. Um, no play for me on this one, but obviously think uh, Mahomes will get it done. Uh, biggest win of the NFL season for me, a Giants fan, was the fact that T.J. Watt did not actually break the single-season sack record, <sighs> even though had he done it, he would have deserved an asterisk because of the extra game. Just putting that out there. Yeah. How did – tell me about Michael Strahan's game, record-breaking sack. I mean, it must have just been ferocious, right? He's, he sacked by far. I mean, no, he, he, took, he, he <laughs> touched him on the ground, and it resulted in a sack, and it was a legitimate what sack. A silly, and, uh, what a silly game of grab-ass that whole thing was. Like – Fun. It was all very above board and legitimate, and uh, TJ Watts would not have been because of the extra game. Ridiculous. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. As as far as this game goes, I again, I am not super enthused about a game with a 13 point <laughs> line, especially one where the offense of the dog is just so anemic. I mean, you look at the Steelers' passing offense this year. And only one team had fewer yards per pass attempt this season than the Steelers this season. Can you guess? Who that was, Wavy Davy of the Mush Bros. Was it the New York Giants? You better believe it was the New York Giants. Yes, that is how bad the Steelers were 
at throwing the football this season. Only the New York Giants were worse. And why would that change in this game? I don't see any reason that it would. Uh, Najee Harris is dealing with that elbow injury, even with him. Uh, the Steelers are a team that averages under four yards a carry anyway. Uh, only, what, Miami, Atlanta, and Houston worse in that regard this season. So I know everybody likes to talk up the Pittsburgh running game. It wasn't that great. I, they, you know, they they run yeah. the ball a lot, but it doesn't mean it was effective when they did. Um, this is a game where I think if you, if you had to make a play, if you're one of these people and your hands are itching on a Sunday night here, Maybe Chiefs first half might be the way to go, so you avoid kind of the backdoor situation. But uh, other than that, I really am not excited whatsoever about betting it. Yeah, I could support Chiefs first half. Um, I mean, Ben is going to get – he's in for a beating, I think, and I thought he'd get more of it against the Ravens, but um, I agree with you. Which is crazy because the Chiefs' defense has not been impressive for most of the season. They kind of turned it around there toward the kind of late part of the – the early part of the second half is what I was trying to say there. Just yeah. completely got caught in my brain. Good for me. Oh. That's uh, CTE in action. <laughs> Yikes. We are, we are uh, I'm grinding Coastal Carolina plus three and a half. They're down two with 30 seconds. Oh, I love this. Oh, you got to let us know how that ends before You're the grinding end of the show, in real please. time. I this gave is it out. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast um, audience is going to get this tomorrow and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, huh? Coastal Carolina, too. <laughs> this is the big one because if they don't score in this possession, then they're going to foul and play that silly game. All right. Oh, that's sorry. True. What do we got? All right. We got Monday night. The, the Monday night playoff game Cardinals, Rams, Cardinals, three and a half point dogs on the road, total 49. Both of these teams limping into the postseason. Um, again, I have no desire to bet this one, but I want to know what you think. I did. I took the Cardinals plus four. Um, I just don't – I disagree with the number. Um, Cardinals have not been the same offensively since DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on the has been sidelined. They can move it between the 20s, but they can't score touchdowns. Um their, their defense is getting a little bit healthier. They might have found something against the Cowboys. That was a pretty impressive performance. Um, I think Chase Edmonds is going to be more heavily involved this time than he was. I know Connor's banged up. I heard Edmonds is is okay. But I, I love the Rams early in the season. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, they lost Robert Woods. They got OBJ, who's been nice. But, um, I mean, they just signed Eric Weddle to come back. I mean, they have yeah. a – they have a real problem on the back end. They lost um, Taylor Rapp back there. Um, not Rapp. Um, Jordan Fuller. Fuller. Fuller is out injured. Um, and now you're bringing in Weddle off the street. I mean, I don't care if it's for depth. They don't have much, and that was a pretty big injury. So, to me, this is a coin flip game. And if you're going to give me the four, um, not much home field advantage to speak of in SoFi Stadium. I think the Cardinals are eight and one ATS on the road. Um, JJ Watt is practicing. I mean, that could that's just an an added bonus if he plays. Um, and just the way they kind of collapsed there against the Niners, I just just bad vibes. And McVay is such an overrated coach. Look, Kingsbury, Kingsbury is brutal. Really handsome, but brutal. But McVay, I mean, I'm just I'm out on McVay as a game day coach and. Uh, I think the Cardinals are live to pull the upset. 
I'm not sure I disagree with you on McVeigh. I, I do think that he might get a little bit too much credit, but I, man, I can't back Kingsbury in his first, forget his first NFL playoff game. Like, this is his first game that matters in how long. Like, really matters in how long. I mean, because he didn't have any at Texas Tech. There were a 500 team his whole life at Texas Tech. Uh, this is his first game of any real significance on a big stage. And uh, I don't see that going well. Kyler Murray's too, by the way. This is Kyler Murray's – I mean, he played the college football playoff and he got walloped one time. But, I mean, other than that, he hasn't played in anything big either. Well, I mean, Matt Stafford on the Detroit Lions, I mean, that – they played. I guess they got in the playoffs once or twice. Yeah, it didn't go well for him either. That's to be completely yeah. fair. You're right. Um, and he's legit. I mean, I don't know if he's seeing seeing ghosts like Darnold did last year. Um, but I mean, even with the reemergence of Sony Michelle and a competent run game, I mean, he's been brutal. So I'll I'll put my trust in Kyler Murray. I'll put my trust in who I think a, a more opportunistic defense um, to at least keep it close. And the pros, um, my buddy and I talk with a, a syndicate out of uh, out of North Carolina, and the pros are all over the Cardinals, four and a half, four, three and a half. So um, doesn't mean it's going to hit, but if I'm going to be on a side, I'd prefer to be on the side professionals are on. Yeah, this is going to be the game that I get very – I'm the most excited about the game. I'm the least excited about betting it, and I'm the most confident that I'm going to fall asleep before halftime because <laughs> I'm a washed dad with a bunch of kids. What, uh, what's your bedtime usually? You mean for me or the kids? <laughs> oh, we got a missed free throw here. No, for you. Oh, for me, I mean, usually, I, I mean, usually it's like 3 or 4 a.m., except for like the one day a week, which is usually Monday where I just, I can't sustain it. And I fall asleep. You go to bed at three in the morning. Oh yeah. Wow. I'm oh, a night. It never too. stops. Yeah. I'm a night owl too. I usually will, will cap some college hoops at like midnight. So I'll like put out plays sometimes at like 1230. Um, but I mean, I'm still up at seven. Uh, oh yeah, gotta get. I gotta get the kids ready for school at seven, so I'm right yeah. there with you. It's uh, that's why I have a severe dependence on uh, those Bang energy drinks <laughs> that I know are gonna cause me to pass away before four. Yeah. I know it. You're a sick pup, man. I mean, I couldn't. I I've never had one of those. I mean, I've I drank plenty of Red Bull vodkas in my day, but never had a Bang. Oh, you'd never. You'd never had a a Banka, a Bang vodka. <laughs> What do you, you just suck it down and then you just fire it up or what? So the ultimate is you take the bang, you take a little bit of vodka and uh, you take a four loco that has the same flavor as the bang. And you take the biggest, like one of those like souvenir cups and you just put them all in there. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's what caused, that's like the source, the origin of COVID-19. <laughs> and then your wife and her friends found you streaking in the neighborhood you're saying you're going to the quad oh come on i can't move yeah. after that i'm not i'm not that much of a pro i can't move afterwards yeah that's the move though that's like it's like lean <laughs> yeah exactly speaking of, you mentioned leans before and posting leans and i meant to say that uh there are only two places where leans are appropriate uh the tower of pisa and uh jamarcus russell's house uh, those are the two yeah, it only came about uh, 45 minutes after you mentioned it the first yeah. time. So <laughs> yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Um, oh, I got 
I got Coastal down a point with 10 seconds left. I think App State going to the line. We're getting three and a half. All right, we're going to filibuster this thing for, for the final minute here. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do all the plugs right now, and you're going to give us the big payoff at the end of the show is the Coastal Carolina result. Yeah. So don't forget, everybody, before you go to bet the playoffs, ats.io slash GBI. You can get all the sportsbook bonuses. A ton of states are covered here. I know SIs in Colorado. We got uh, Bet Rivers and Caesars are now live in New York. A ton of other states covered with them as well. Check out the site. Check out all those bonuses. Like we said, you don't have to bet every game, but if you're going to do it, at least get some value out of it with some of these. I mean, these books are giving away money at the beginning if you know what you're doing. Take advantage of it. ATS.io slash GBI. Wavy Davey, do we have the payoff from the free throw line? Well, we're down a point with five seconds left in App State fouled. So barring overtime, I think we're in decent shape here. Do they have fouls um, to give? Are we going to the line here? Coastal Carolina timeout. So I'm guessing it was a foul to give down a point five seconds with the ball, hopefully, buzzer beater. And Coastal um, Carolina straight to the blacklist, calling a timeout as we try to pay this thing off. I want to ask you about uh, New York State betting, how crazy it was. Like, what did, what did you sign? Did you sign up for a bunch of apps or what? Yeah, so there were four available. It was a FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, and Bet Rivers. Uh, got in on all of them. Um, what was it? Bet Rivers was the uh, the put in two fifty, get two fifty. Uh, played through it that weekend. It's up to like six something. So that was cool. Nice. Um, and then FanDuel and DraftKings have been doing those like just those no brainers, like bet fifty on like three points being scored in the Bills game and stuff like that. So those have just been piling up. Yeah. Um, and then probably going to take a look at some NBA to start, you know, going through some of that money. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been amazing so far. Awesome. And we have five books left to go. We got, uh, was it points bet, win, resorts, and a couple of more to come in the future here. So I'm excited to kind of do this all over again. It's so weird that it just it used to be so taboo, and now everybody and their brother is just in on it. You know, it's getting like a little too cringe, though, because like you go to the FanDuel app and you see like, oh, here's Bill Simmons, same game parlay yeah. for Mavs Knicks. And I'm like, it's silly. I mean, it can't possibly be a good bet. You listen to sports radio and I'm not going to name names, but, you know, the prominent sports radio, former football player, you know, he's doing the FanDuel read and like, I get it. It's paying the bills, but like, it's just so silly. It's like tonight I like the center like, because they can't say names. Like, you know, I'll pair it with the centers over point and like it's predatory. Like it really is. Um, and that's part of what I want to do and what we want to do is to just I mean, I've, I've been doing this for like 20 years, literally, like which is crazy, maybe 19, but it's insane. So yeah. you've seen so much shit and like we've just been around it. And now this boom. And yeah, like you said, everybody like I don't give a flying, you know what about Bill Simmons' single game parlay. Guess what? Don't do them. Fink makes fun of me all the time because I'm like anti single game parlays. Like, you want to mess around once in a while, sure. But as like a betting strategy, doing them every day, right? Because That's a losing move. Because you saw it go around that somebody hit it for ten grand. Like, come on, man. I also really like how not not a single person has ever bet an under in any one of those. There's never once been an under. Nobody has ever thought that Julius Randle will score like less than 20 points in one of those. I saw I saw somebody tweet that one of the books 
there was a legal book, he didn't identify it, that wouldn't even allow you to pair unders in single game parlays. That's, I would just, yeah. I mean, just seriously, go spend bet money overs, on your wife and kids. Parlay. Go do something else with that money because you're not well, going to win it doing that. You know, the Super Bowl this year, I think unders in prop markets, and we can have a, we can do a show. <laughs> it's your oh, show. we will. But like, we'll you can have, have me on just talk about this. Like, you can probably make a killing just betting unders on the you know go to go to each shop find the highest number and bang in those unders did um, you hear about the uh the draymond green prop unders the other day yeah draymond green uh he was going to play like a ceremonial opening tip for clay thompson's return and everybody hammered his prop unders once that news came out uh, i think it was DraftKings just hung him for a while and people were same game parlaying the unders and making like 20 to one, all kinds of crazy numbers, man. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about that because in that situation, you're, you're clearly trying to get one over on the book. Lord knows the book has done that to players a ton. But at the same time, you know, they make a lot of money to be ahead of this news. So they should know that and pull it. So I have mixed feelings about it. I can say, Jay, that we did cash coastal 6160 losers getting inside the three and a half. And for any anybody in Mush Nation who tailed, we got we're not gonna go 0 and 3 tonight. We got a winner. That was the payoff we needed. I'm so glad. Not only am I glad that we got the result, I'm glad that you actually won the bet. That was the perfect yeah. ending for the show right there. We got Oakland. Yeah, we got a couple more in play. I have some over that just look dreadful at halftime. Um Oakland, what do we got in Oakland? Um, but no, I uh, they're up too. I appreciate you having me on. It is always fun to chat with you. And um, uh, good for you on getting some legal books in New York. And nice job with the preseason bets. Um, follow me and a couple of my buddies on the Mush Bros for analysis, random sports. Ask tweets about betting and uh hopefully some some more uh some more winners in the nfl and some niche philadelphia food rivalry content that's what i'm there for yeah okay Wavy get crimp it and a tasty cake crimp it and just tell me what you think like it's fine crimp it is fine it's just just because it's like iconic philadelphia we can't you can't talk poorly about it we're, you know, we're oh my god You'll get blocked. Wavy Davy, man. It's amazing. Love you. We love you, Fink. We love the Fink. I do, too. Even though he's a Philadelphian and I don't know him, I love him. Oh, my God. All right, man. Wavy Davy, it was a blast. We'll do something else here during the playoffs. That's 100% guaranteed. Uh, Thank you for joining the show. And, everybody, thank you for listening to the GBI show. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you. Have a good night. You, too.